0: There is an alien among us. A superior being from a place called Krypton. Deep in the heart of the city, he watches for signs of danger. Ready to act on a moment's notice. His true name is Kal-El. You know him as Superman. You ladies haven't heard about me. The future of Metropolis is in the hands of the Man of Steel. Get up! Superman! Get up. He's gonna be busy. I said get up. Superman.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the DCAU Review Episode 198. My name is Liam, and with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, we have a very special episode this week. We've been talking about Superman, the Animated Series, all month long, and here on this last Saturday in February, we are still talking about Superman, the Animated Series, but uh, rather than a particular episode, We are bringing back a, uh, I think, uh, what is now kind of becoming an established concept on this series, which is one of our character spotlight episodes.
2: That is correct, Liam, and uh, it's an honor to be here with you on episode 198. And uh, I will say, this week is one of the big bads, not only of Superman the animated series. He continues with his presence throughout the rest of the DCAU and the follow-up series, of course, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. We, of course, are talking about Dark Side. That's right. The uh, the big bad Jack Kirby fourth world creation, and uh, we are excited to bring you volume one of dark side uh, if you recall our last spotlight episode was on hot girl and that episode in particular we discussed that hey there's actually a, a lot of content here for some of these characters so uh, our very first spotlight was blight it was encapsulated he was a one season character we were able to kind of get everything into one episode that won't be the case with every character as we've now proven with our last two but uh, yeah so we have uh Pretty much dark side in Superman, the animated series, with the exception of his final appearance in Superman, the animated series, which we will leave uh, sort of as a good segue into volume two when we get there down the road. But I'm excited to talk to you about, yeah, probably, Liam, what I guess is the biggest bad of the Superman, the animated series, maybe outside of Lex Luthor himself.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and we'll, we'll certainly get into uh, a lot of his earlier appearances in Superman in a moment here. But yeah, as far as the, the big bads of the series, you have your your parasites and metallos and live wires. And then maybe a tier above that, you have Brainiac and Lex Luthor and, and, and ones like that. But yeah, they really did set up Darkseid, as we will talk about today, as really just this entire other level of threat. And, uh, and they used it as a way to tell uh, really interesting stories and I think a way to give some strong character development for some of the other characters in Metropolis, as we will certainly talk about as uh, as these episodes come rolling in. But yes, we were, are, as you mentioned, the character of Darkseid, who has since his inception, but uh, especially I think in the last 20 years, He's really taken over as the big bad of uh, for DC. So, but uh, he first appeared uh, back in Superman, Jimmy Olsen, number one hundred and thirty-four, which was and drawn by Jack Kirby, with inks by Vince Scaletta. Uh That was sort of a cameo. You just saw his face. Uh, and then in, uh, in his first full appearance was a little bit later on in the forever people. But yes, as you mentioned, Cal uh, deeply steeped in the, the Jack Kirby fourth world new gods uh, era of uh, C comics. this this amazing cosmic uh, wild uh, universe that he sort of created all his own. And, uh, and uh, as we have talked about probably countless times on this show, Uh, There weren't too many bigger fans of uh, Jack Kirby's characters and his art style than uh, than the people that made these DCAU cartoons. And we we see that uh, on full display right from the very first episode featuring Darkseid and some of the Apocalypse characters, that being tools of the trade. That's right. And uh, we really don't
2: get the full reveal until the very end of the episode. But uh, this, of course, involves uh, Bruno Mannheim, who is sort of, he's the leader of Intergang. He's the face of Intergang and sort of well-known mobster of Metropolis. And uh, we are sort of, uh, he's, he's approached at the very beginning of the episode by somebody that's offering to help him out, sort of this mysterious figure. Um, with a very, very suave voice and a nice, great-dressed great suit. Who are you? My name is Canto,
0: Mr. Mannheim. I've been authorized to offer you some assistance. By whom? Start talking. Please put away your so-called weapons. I can assure you they're quite unnecessary.
2: I come bearing gifts. Uh, and uh, he approaches Mr. Mannheim and offers him help, seemingly with no strings attached. But of course, we would come to learn that that wasn't the case. Later on in the episode, of course, not only as uh, as this this mystery man continues to provide these tools to Mannheim and the intergang, uh, these sort of intergalactic tools that are they use in their battles against Superman and, and continuing to rob Metropolis's various banks and uh, in their clashes with Superman to various successes, they have some small victories, but ultimately uh, end up sort of succumbing to Superman, of course, because it's Superman, it's his show, his name's on the front of the show, so he's not <laughs> going to lose. Uh, but at the very end of the episode, we kind of get this reveal as as Superman has sort of dealt with Intergang and is coming after Mannheim. Mannheim chases after this mysterious man and follows him through this uh, mysterious tube I guess you could call it uh that makes a rather loud noise and as he he chases after him he realizes he's been transported to a another dimension a, a hellish looking land and uh he this of course this mysterious man is revealed to be Canto one of the agents of dark side and uh he he kind of returns to his his true form at this point, wearing his, his classic Jack Kirby styled Renaissance festival style costume
1: and decides,
2: (laughs) well, it's now time to, well, he's got to pay the piper at this point for the use of the tools that he's been given. And he's introduced to his new Lord and master, the man he seemingly made a deal with the devil with, and we are introduced to uh, this man who declares himself to be Bruno Mannheim's new lord and master. And he introduces himself, of course, as only he can. Where in God's name are we?
0: That depends. Which God are you talking about? Listen, buddy, I'm through with these games. I want some answers. You're gonna tell me who you work for? Welcome to Apocalypse, Mr. Mannheim. Who are you? Your new lord and master. You may call me Darkseid.
2: It's it's really a, a great scene and one of those iconic moments in Superman, the animated series, probably arguably in the DCAU here, as we get this introduction, as you mentioned, of this character who was uh, long established to be a, a, a big bad in the DC universe, but uh, sort of had a had a had a mixed past, as we've somewhat discussed on some of our bonus episodes here. Prior in animation, uh, he did make some appearances uh, in animation prior to the DCAU, of course, showing up in the Super Friends cartoons and some of those. Uh, offshoot hannah ba- barbara cartoons superpowers and uh additional cartoons there where he he's probably best known for his weird obsession with wonder woman and trying to marry her as we <laughs> as we've documented on one of our our bonus episodes uh, uh covering justice league infinity a few months back but this really sets the stage is maybe if you had this idea of who dark side was it sort of erases it. And even with just the way that that scene was drawn with him being at a higher vantage point than everyone else in the scene and Canto literally sort of waving up to him as he introduces himself as as manheim's new lord and master he's introduced and we'll talk about the voice in a little bit as well but it's just this grand introduction of holy cow this is not a guy that you want to mess with
1: <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a great capper to uh to an episode as you said it doesn't really focus on him until the very end other than as you mentioned that uh, manheim and inner game have this mysterious Factor who's giving them all of these special weapons. It sort of leaves Superman and uh, Dan Turpin, who's also run afoul of a uh, Winter Gang and Apocalypse, not for what would not be the last time. Uh, sort of leaves them scratching their heads, not sure exactly what they saw or or where Manheim went. So it sets up a. Uh, it's not a true blue cliffhanger necessarily, but it lets us know that really the story is just beginning. And uh, that moves us into a season two episode of Superman the Animated Series. Uh, that being a another very memorable one in Father's Day. Uh, here we get a little bit more Dark Side throughout the episode. Uh, we learn a little bit more about Apocalypse, sort of the hierarchy, and we know that uh, we we are told that Dark Side has grand plans for conquering Earth and you know total total enslavement of the of the planet Earth, but. That he believes they need to destroy Superman before they can take that action, of course. And his uh, his son calabac who is uh, throughout the course of the episode shown to sort of be this this sort of oafish, uh, barbaric warrior who has never really earned his father's respect or love, uh, decides takes it upon himself, despite his father's instructions, uh, to go and try to kill Superman himself. Um, an episode that is pretty one-note as a narrative from there on out. It's a lot of uh, Superman and Calabac punching from there. But uh, most importantly, at the end, when Superman has uh, saved his own father, Pac-Kent, from, uh, from a crumbling building and and sort of taken care of Calabac as Calabac is defeated, uh, a boom tube opens and Darkseid himself steps out and uh, has some words for Calabac. And then uh, after sort of dealing with him, we get kind of what we've been waiting for since that first episode. We finally get to see Superman and Darkseid face-to-face for the first time. And of all places, it's just like in a park in the middle of the day. Sire, I know I disobeyed you, but I thought if I could destroy
0: Superman... And did you? I underestimated his strength, but he won't catch me off guard again. That much, at least, is true. Please, Father! You beg louder than that when I'm done with you.
2: What have you done to him? I asked you a question. Who are you? Answer me!
0: comes you and this primitive planet will swear allegiance to dark side or you will be
2: destroyed <laughs> yeah it's it's a very odd visual you know it's very bright it's very shiny it's completely the opposite of what we would generally be used to for the rest of the series uh, to what we know about dark side it's very opposite of his character you know we'll talk about it later on you know some of the visuals that we're used to are the dark clouds and the the red skies and you know a lot of a lot of the the later episodes take place actually on apocalypse which is all dark and shadowy and gray and grimy and gritty. And yeah, this is this this first interaction between the two of them. They're just kind of standing there in the middle of a park. And uh, what I love about that that scene though is that Superman goes up to after after Darkseid has has taken care of and, and verbally shamed Calabac. Uh, Superman comes up to him and demands to know who he is. And Darkseid just stands there, sort of with his arms behind his back, refusing to answer at first. Before we get our first sort of, cl- you know, climactic little little battle here, we get a little bit of fighting that happens. It's not it's not straight fisticuffs. Superman doesn't get to lay his hands on him, and uh, get our first appearance of the Omega blasts in this episode also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we get that again, another trademark. Something that I remember, again, not going into, I knew who Darkseid was because he was in this Justice League Super Nintendo game, like a wannabe (laughs) Mortal Kombat game. I knew Task Force. uh, I remembered him from that. Didn't know a whole lot about him other than he had a figure in the Total Justice line of action figures also. (laughs) So I knew he was a bad guy. But one of the one of the mem- one of the, the visuals that I remember there's a there's a great cover and I, I couldn't tell you who the the artist is I for shame on me but he sit just a picture of Darkseid sitting on a throne with his Omega blast sort of coming out of his eyes and the classic the way that they that it was, it was drawn sort of making those angular movements as opposed to you know it just being a straight blast out of his eyes so the fact that they recreated that in such a very Kirby esque way here for this this scene of of the Omega Blasts appearance here, uh kind of it, it it felt true to this character, even though I didn't know a whole lot about him. But I love that this introduction to him is such a badass way for him to be just not even addressing Superman, not Superman's demanding answers for who he is. And he's just he's just shrugging him off. He's not, he doesn't care.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that that is uh again, just we're getting little trickles of it. But yes, as he Dispatches Superman right as he's about to walk into the back into the boom tube to, to head back to Apocalypse, you know. After Superman has repeatedly asked him who he is, he's sort of defeated Superman without actually even touching him, and then he looks back at Superman and simply says, yeah. "That is who I am," and walks it back into the portal. And that's our where our episode ends. It's, it's incredible, and it's again just another. Another little nugget that we get there telling us this is nothing like anything Superman's dealt with before. And uh, and that really comes to a head as we start out with uh, the first big two-parter of th- three, just in Superman alone, uh, Darkseid had two-parters uh, uh, devoted to him. But uh, first off, we had, of course, Apocalypse dot, dot, dot. Now, parts one and two. (laughs) Before we get to uh, that, sorry to interrupt.
2: Before we get to that, I will say also, you can hear our review. We've reviewed all of these episodes already. Uh, We reviewed them very early on in the podcast. Specifically, those last two episodes, both Tools of the Trade and Father's Day, we did a double feature. That's all the way back at episode 13. You can listen to that in the archives at dcaureview.com. Our scores for that, Liam. I gave uh, "Tools of the Trade" a twenty-two out of forty. You gave it a twenty out of forty. Wow! And for Father's Day, uh, I gave a nineteen out of forty, and you gave a twenty-two out of forty. So, not glowing scores for those episodes, I will say. Earlier on in our our scoring, we weren't. I think we were less generous with some <laughs> I of our. Say,
1: have we gone soft in our old age? Because I, 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 I can't. Uh, I can't even imagine giving <laughs> that episode that low of a score or even if it wasn't that interesting
2: i will tell you that father's day i do remember us really not not liking father's day very much based on the plot (laughs) but but uh but yeah check out those in the archives at dcaureview.com if you want to want to hear our thoughts on the full uh, episodes there but yes apocalypse now is the next appearance
1: that's right so we have uh, apocalypse now parts one and two which really begins this sort of sweeping epic uh you know between earth and apocalypse and uh, we're introduced to Darkseid's son, Orion. We find out a little bit more about the people of New Genesis, but obviously this is a Darkseid spotlight. So uh, while he is more sort of a specter hanging over the whole scenario in the first part, we do get some wonderful interactions with him and Mannheim and Calibac and uh, and Desad as well, probably all culminating for, uh, at least for part one in uh, when uh, Mannheim and his crew... Have decided to cause a nuclear meltdown just outside the city, and uh, when when he uh, Manheim talks to Darkseid and tells him that he was told he was going to be made a king, uh, Darkseid tells him, "And so you are the king of fools," and just pieces out on him, (laughs) and Manheim is caught in a big, large nuclear explosion.
0: There it goes. You know, Darkseid, you and me, we make a great team. Mm, Indeed. You have served me well, Mr. Mannheim, and now, farewell. Huh? But kids, what about me? You promised you'd make me a king! And so you are, king of fools. Darkseid? Darkseid!
1: Uh, that's that's the end of part that's our cliffhanger our first true blue cliffhanger uh for this dark side character as he he uses people as much as he can get out of them and then he will have no problem dispatching them in whatever way he sees fit and that's uh, sets up part two which is really just all about him just running superman ragged throughout this uh, as we get into the second part
2: yeah, it's I, and going back to remembering seeing this episode for the first time, and this was one of the episodes we did have at least part two on videotape at some point, so it was one that we could revisit several times. Mm-hmm. I remember just the anxiety of the of the invasion part of this because uh, the storyline Calibak goes back to Dark Side begging for the opportunity for redemption, and in true dark side calibac relationship fashion dark side questions and says are you kidding me no I'm not gonna I'm not gonna send you back again you're a (laughs) failure I'm not gonna send you so he sends Steppenwolf again somebody who in more recent years has become a more prominent figure obviously having played a huge role in the Snyder cut of the Justice League movie and in the original Whedon cut of the the Justice League movie Uh, so Steppenwolf gets sent to Earth with parademons to lead this in Invasion, And they do their best to just wreak as much havoc and the parademons create their own sort of violent and scary type uh, visuals as they're blacking out the sky and, you know, they're attacking Superman, Superman Mm -hmm. gets overwhelmed, the skies of of Metropolis turn blood red after this nuclear Mm -hmm. explosion or nuclear meltdown and so we it's there's a lot that happens in this episode. And Darkseid finally makes an appearance after all of this has happened, and uh, after it, it seems that Earth's uh, defenses have been weakened, he rolls literally rolls into Metropolis after having this one-on-one battle with Superman, where he's pretty much defeated Superman at this point. Superman has become sort of a prize to him. He puts him up on the top of this humongous gigantic like it, it dwarfs the dark knight returns batmobile at this point like <laughs> it's a gigantic tank and superman is sort of his glorified hood ornament uh so to speak they're just sort of uh captured you know sort of in a in a star cross pose there as he sort of parades superman through the city as his this fallen hero and and uh, shows them that, uh, you know, hey, I, I've I've defeated your hero and I'm here to to, to triumph over you. People of Earth, I am Darkseid, Lord of
0: Apocalypse. Here is your savior, cow and broken. I have crushed him as easily as I have crushed all who have dared to oppose me throughout the cosmos. I am power unlike any you have known. Absolute, infinite, and unrelenting. You have no choice but to prepare for a long, dark future as my subjects and my slaves. In a pig's eye! This is our world, ugly. You won't get it without a fight. You hear that dark side? The people of earth aren't like your slaves on Apocalypse. They don't take kindly to dictators. If they resist, I will not hesitate to
2: destroy them. And just as it looks like things are defeated, that's when we get the return of Orion to show up to, uh, to sort of cause dark side to stand down. And uh, this most of new Genesis arrives with him as well. We get some of the other new gods arriving with him and, Uh, You know, Darkseid decides at that moment that he does not want to break a treaty with the new gods, and that goes deep into the lore of of the the Mm -hmm. Jack Kirby uh, new gods versus new gen, you know, new Genesis versus apocalypse uh, lore there, but they have this sort of treaty between the two of them so in order to, to prevent that from being broken at that point, he decides to stand down but not before one of the most heart wrenching, heartbreaking moments in I'm gonna say it in the history of DC animation.
1: Undoubtedly, yeah. It's and it's it's funny you mentioned the yeah, other as a uh, just before he he rolls the tank in, there's this scene, Superman has just finally dealt with the the nuclear meltdown and he's sort of trying to catch his breath and, and Darkseid sort of appears to him and um it's it, this that that scene and then the following scene i feel like really gets to the heart of the the jack Kirby characters in a way that i don't know too many other adaptations have to my satisfaction it's just it's so shakespearean there's a lot of like biblical inferences yeah it's of, like it's you know satan tempting jesus yep. in the wilderness it's the last temptation and of christ yep <laughs> yeah it's they're like there's a lot there's a lot and it's very shakespearean and <sighs>
0: You're a magnificent opponent, Superman. But even you must realize it's hopeless. Dark side. I could easily destroy you now. And once you're gone, the pathetic beings of this planet won't have the will to resist me. If you survive, that is. However,. If you join me as my loyal vassal, I could guarantee a modicum of restraint. Think of it, Superman. The power you have now, it's nothing compared with what I'm offering you. You know I can't do that. Pity. Still, if you won't be my knight, you will be my pawn
1: dramatic and well, again that's certainly already uh, you know the music and the, the voice acting also plays into that we'll get to that in a few minutes here but uh, and then yes as you said literally stringing him up and uh, as a hood ornament on this giant take and and parading him through Metropolis as he announces that their you know Earth's greatest champion has been defeated and and uh, and then as you said you know new Genesis arrives just in the nick of time to sort of stop uh, stop any further bloodshed but uh, sort of just because even in sort of a a semi-defeat or at the very least a stalemate here, Darkseid still has to prove that he's he's going to be the true victor. And uh, he tells Superman that while he can savor this moment of triumph for now, but victory will always have its price. And that uh, results in the death of Dan Turpin at the hands of Darkseid or at the Omega Beam uh, eye lasers of Darkseid. I won't quibble over this insignificant speck in the universe. I would
0: hate to spoil our reunion with bloodshed. Your turn. Go on, you mangy buzzards, and don't come back! Savor your moment of triumph, Superman. But remember, victory has its price.
1: It was rare to see blood, or you know, even punches to the face could be a little bit dicey. Sometimes getting them through standards and practices for these cartoons, um, much less a on-screen death. And yes, he's vaporized. You don't see a skeleton or blood or anything, but it was still a death, and it's it's a it's a really powerful moment. Dan Turpin had been in a ton of episodes, including as we mentioned in earlier, uh, you know, New Gods themed episodes and Tools of the Trade. Uh, and so having having this moment of where it seems like the good guys have won and all is right, is always going to be restored to the status quo here to have sort of a, a major recurring character uh, killed in, in this battle, it's, it's, it'll, it'll, I think anyone who watched that as a kid, especially, but even if you watch it now, I think, and it just sticks with you. It gives, it gives you goosebumps and, um, and it, and it really just sets up once again, it's just coming back to that refrain of that, that dark side is, is really truly more vicious, more forgiving than anyone else that, uh, that any, any hero in the DCAU has ever fought before.
2: Yeah. And, and it leads ultimately that death leads to what, I would say is probably a top five emotionally heart-wrenching scene uh, in in the DCAU, which is Dan Turpin's funeral and Superman standing at his grave
0: and... (laughs) Be ol amor di ver akhir us sev amlik malkhusa be khaye de khol beis israel bagalo visman kariv maru amen goodbye old friend In the end, the world didn't really need a superman. Just a brave one.
2: just the visuals from all of that you know that it's giving me chills now thinking about it so uh, all of that because of of the ruthless nature in which they decided to make this dark side character appear uh yeah it's it was heartbreaking and it made you like there's nothing there's nothing better than a, a heel if you want to say it if you want to use the terminology that you hate crossover crossover right you have to like you want to hate the bad guys you have Mm -hmm. it's so cool nowadays to make a bad guy an anti-hero and you want to make uh, shades of gray and oh Mm -hmm. maybe he's not as bad as you thought he was and uh Honestly, though, and, and I think I think the comparison between Dark Side could be made to a character like Thanos, who, of course, is his mirror opposite in Marvel. And I, one of the issues that I had with Marvel was that I felt like they tried to, at parts in various parts of those movies, make Thanos. You could, from a certain point of view, see Thanos as a as a sympathetic character. There was there was a motivation behind what he was doing. That could be looked at from some some point of view to say, all right, well, he's doing it for this reason. Darkseid does everything that he does in in the DCAU because he's evil. There's yes. no shades of gray. Like he is evil. There is no liking this guy yes. uh, at, at all. And this just cemented that that fact. And then, of course, this was something. This is something that will come back later on, in in uh, further down the line. This motivation of avenging. Uh, hey, that's uh, that's a crossover. Avenging Dan Turpin's. <laughs> and Dan Turpin's death there. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a great episode. I will say you can check that out in the archives at DCAUreview.com. We cover that on episode 15. So way back there. And uh, I, you and I, again, I think, I think we've gone soft in our, in our later <laughs> episodes here. Cause you gave it a 30 out of 40. I do remember the animation in, in part two, not being great. I remember us having some issues.
1: Yes. I do you remember that as well?
2: Despite some of the, the better, the the memorable visuals that the animation overall, there were some issues in part two, but, and I gave it a 28 out of, out of 40. So not again, not super high marks for these episodes, but hugely impactful and, and some of the most memorable scenes and lines throughout the entire Superman, the animated series and in those episodes uh, and this series of episodes for sure.
1: Absolutely. And I just, I just want to go back to what you said just for a second here um, about the, the unrelenting evil that that dark side is really only seen. all he everything he looks at every planet every world every person is just something that is conquered and it's you know it was very i you know uh f- very clearly informed again you know jack kirby served in world war ii um and you know fought and and killed killed act you know fascists and nazis and you can tell when he when he was t- writing the story, there was very clear. There's very clear, you know, parallels to real world dictators here, and to make them this make Dark Side this completely unrelenting force that all he is interested in is conquering and dominating, uh, and and whatever gratification he wants, and he will take by force. And really, just it could not have been enforced any better than in that uh, that two part episode, Apocalypse Now. And uh, again, as, as Cal said, we will be leaving uh, a lot of the other big DCAU dark side moments for Volume 2, but we have one more, or technically a pair of episodes to talk about uh, for this Volume 1, and that is uh, Darkseid has a very sort of minor appearance in, uh, in the episodes that introduce Supergirl to the DCAU, that being Little Girl Lost Parts 1 and 2. Uh, Darkseid himself only does appear briefly wow. Uh, in part two, uh, obviously he sort of his shadow looms over it as we do get the introduction of Granny goodness and the female Furies as well as some new sides of intergang and some other other uh, fourth world characters. we'll probably do a I think we can probably do a character spotlight on granny one day so for sure I, uh, probably the rest like-
2: of, we might lump them into, into like a you know the rest of the the rest yeah. of. A apocalypse. new gods spotlight
1: or there we go like that. yeah love that but uh but yeah so uh, we won't we won't focus too much on that but yes we do once again see dark side uh you know he's superman is captured and brought to apocalypse supergirl is able to save him and since he is no longer able to invade earth he decides to uh allow granny and her gang to create a device that is going to magnetically pull an asteroid towards <laughs> the earth if he if he can't have the earth if he can't conquer the earth nobody can so again just not only is he uh you know this horrible you know uncompromising monster but he's also a sore loser as we find out if if the dan turpin thing didn't didn't nail that home heart uh, hard enough he also uh, is going to uh sort of try to cause an asteroid to hit hit the earth uh just to just to sort of uh get or skirt around the whole uh you know, can't, can't attack the earth without uh, the treaty with new Genesis being ruined. So again, a minor appearance for him, but again, just, just reminding us that he's still out there and that, uh, and that Superman and his final battles are yet to come.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a, that's a fun one. Also, we covered that one a little bit later in the, uh, in the series. We cover that on episode 57 in the archives at dcaureview.com. And uh, our scores, uh, we they, out of all of the the apocalyptic and dark side featured episodes, this was the one that we enjoyed the most uh, out of these, at least we uh, I gave a score of 35 out of 40 and you gave a 33 out of 40 for this two parter. Uh, there is some fun. There's a lot of Ed Asner in this as uh, granny. God rest his soul. Uh, you know, just doing great Ed Asner as granny goodness stuff. Uh, we have uh, you know we have the introduction of her Furies and lots of, lots of great uh, interactions there. We get the introduction, of course, this is Supergirl's first appearance. but um, I think I think the fact that we know and this episode lets us, lets us figure out that, hey, yes, we know that the Dark side uh, Dark side isn't finished because of the way that that, that, uh, that episode ended with uh, Apocalypse Now that, Hey, he's still around and he's still hell-bent on creating as much chaos or destruction as possible, even with working outside of the bounds of this, this covenant agreement that he has with the new gods and new Genesis, so... Very, very interesting that they, uh, of course, uh, left the door open for him to continue to return. And ultimately, uh, we're going to, as you said, we're going to stop here with our, our, our feature. Uh, as far as the episodes are concerned, we know that perhaps his most impactful moment uh, is his next and final appearance in the Superman, the animated series, which will be a good segue once we get to our volume two here. Uh, Liam, I, I will briefly talk about. It. I guess we can. I guess we can move on to sort of talking a little bit about some of the visuals and stuff. But I, I do think that as far as this character is concerned, while there is a, definitely a, a Bruce Timm spin on this, that it's not surprising that he ended up and that the character designers ended up keeping a very Jack Kirby faithful um, uh, design for this character. They did change up a, a few things, gave him a little bit darker of a of a of a costume instead of the more traditional light blue he's Mm -hmm. got a he's got a dark dark blue with a sort of blue cell shading highlights very similar to the batman the animated series costume where you have the blue highlights they gave him a purple pants for a lot of it (laughs) there are some scenes perhaps in apocalypse now where his pants end up being blue Uh, so that that wasn't necessarily always consistent but i think For the character design, and it's a design that they ultimately sort of maintain throughout, uh, even through Justice League Unlimited, there was a little bit of a redesign in his first appearance, which we'll talk about later on, and then, of course, an an ultimate redesign for his final appearances. But I I think that uh, they were pretty faithful in in keeping this very Jack Kirby-esque, but also making sure that it had its own unique identity set within the DCAU.
1: Absolutely, yeah, it fits right in with, with this DCA world, again, that was already so heavily influenced by uh, by Jack Kirby, Bruce Tim's art style, as well as several of the other directors and, and artists and, and animators who worked on this show were also influenced by him, so yeah, not surprisingly, perhaps, uh, dark side fit right in. I think one of the other things, and again, this will probably be more evident in, uh, in a volume two of this, but they also... I think in more some of the more recent uh animations and even in the the live action movie um he's sort of portrayed as being like nine feet tall and and almost like a you know a doomsday size character and i i kind of like it that he's he's obviously he's he's a bit bigger than than superman he's wider but he's not necessarily meant to be this giant like oversized uh monster character because i think i think i think part of the uh, the fascination with Darkseid is in all of these early appearances. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't jump down and throw a punch a single time. He barely you know breaks his uh, as you mentioned really barely pulls his hands from behind his back for most of his appearances. Even when he is sort of technically engaging in in any kind of combat. So I I, I always like that just the very the very militaristic and and uh, and and uh proper uh way that he sort of is constantly standing and walking and and uh and all of that i th- thought played very well and also just the the size of the character he still feels very imposing and scary but but isn't necessarily going so far into like the uh the, the godzilla <laughs> size <laughs> version almost so uh yeah big yeah definitely think the uh, they nailed the uh, the look for dark side and a lot of those new gods characters and uh, speaking uh, now that we've talked about the looks and the uh, that sort of the narrative of Darkseid here in volume one we would be remiss not to mention what else the the music and sort of the main dark side theme in particular which again we first hear in tools of the trade as Darkseid announces that he is bruno Mannheim's new lord and master and and says speaks his own name for the first time in the series just a tremendous piece of music uh, by Christopher Carter begins to play. And, and that refrain is brought back throughout the, the rest of his appearances in in the series.
2: Yeah, it's a tremendous piece. And it's one that I I'll, I'll admit here, if you would ask me to pick it out, couldn't have done it, but um, you sent me a, sent me a clip that, that first appearance as we mentioned in tools of the trade where he sort of has the big reveal of who he is if you isolate that music or if you just have that clip, which you you posted on our social media this week, you can check us out at DCAU review and uh, that that piece, it just sets the tone for who this character is. This is somebody again. This is a this is a foe that is quite formidable. He's evil and uh, he's borderline the devil based on what we're telling you here based on not only visuals, but the music here and the, the scenery around uh, everything in that scene, the fire the the, mm-hmm. the, the appearance of Canto with the, the horn sort of on his hat and uh, everything about that scene is like this guy is, this guy's the devil, this guy's pure yeah, evil yeah. here and the music really emphatically brings that home with the with the way that, that Mr. Carter... Uh, produce that piece just just a tremendous piece of work that does indeed come back later on of course uh in that in that scene as he's parading superman uh through metropolis and then throughout the the rest of the series and really is established as as the theme of hey this guy is evil incarnate
1: absolutely yeah. and uh thankfully uh we've talked about it before not all of the the superman the animated series music is available uh on a, on a soundtrack unfortunately but that track in particular i believe is um it's uh, referred to as planet apocalypse i believe is the name of the track but yes yeah, again it just talk about setting a tone uh, it's it's uh, nothing better than that and and speaking of setting a tone all right as uh, as listeners know we've talked about the plots we've talked about our visuals we've talked about our music so what do we have left of course cal we have our voice actor and uh you talk about a person, and again, all, all praise be to, uh, on this show, give praise to, uh, to uh, Andrea Romano, of course, the voice and, and casting director on the shows uh, for many, many years. Um, but you talk about an actor and, and again, a voice, a voice director who just nailed the character from moment one, and that is Michael Ironside as Darkseid.
2: Yeah, it's it's somebody who he from beginning to end, he played the role perfectly. He's an incredible foil. I think I think we talked about it perhaps on the review for Tools of the Trade. It felt like they put maybe a little bit of an effect on his voice or it may have just been because of the scenery there in that initial introduction. But throughout the the rest there,
1: a little bit in Father's Day as well. I think they they sort of gradually tone it down and then by apocalypse now i think it's it's completely gone and it's just his natural voice which is great because i mean of all people to not you don't really have to mess with him to make michael ironside sound uh, imposing
2: yeah uh, yeah he he pretty much <laughs> He doesn't need any help with that. Uh, he's, he's a pretty intimidating sounding voice on his own, which is probably why he was cast. So I do appreciate the fact that they they did pair that back. We've talked about it uh, several times in recent months and certainly with Superman, the animated series, how sometimes those uh, sound design can sometimes work against uh, the enjoyment of the program. Not always, but sometimes uh, can take away sometimes from the episode. So uh, I don't think, I don't think that it takes anything away necessarily from the initial episodes. It does. It is a very impactful way to introduce the character, but I will say that I appreciate that they ended up sort of toning that back all the way and allowing uh, Mr. Ironside's true vocal performance to come through because it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It, he, he, Fits the part well. He knew exactly what he knew what the assignment was, as the kids say, mm-hmm. uh, and and he he fulfilled his role to the T. Uh, he comes across as an adversary, a, a willing adversary to Earth's mightiest hero and Superman. And not only that, but he also, as as we mentioned, he clearly at times because of his evil nature he savors the ability to torture Superman or to, you know, to inflict extra pain. He's not just, it's not just enough for him to conquer or to be evil or to rule. It's the enjoyment that he gets out of, you know, the, the extra inflicting of pain or, or, chaos or destruction there's additional enjoyment and mr ironside's performance communicates that so incredibly well i think in in each and every way Uh, i think that his his dynamic with calabac as we mentioned also there is (laughs) there is a a dark humor to it because calabac can never do anything right but it's not played for humor there's there's nothing about it that says that dark side is anything but completely sincere in his disdain and disappointment for this failure schlub of a, of a son. And uh, it's, it's, again, it's communicated extremely well through Mr. Ironside's uh his, his performances. So, uh, you know, we throw around perfect casting on the show a lot. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it again. This is a perfect casting because he's, he is this character
1: embodied. Absolutely, yeah. There's a, as as you mentioned those. Uh, it's just it, there's nobody that I I could imagine doing it as as perfectly as he did, especially for this version of the character. And yeah, whether whether it's in those sort of as you said those quieter moments when he's just speaking with disdain towards Sad or or, or granny or, or any of these other subordinate characters like Kalibak, uh, or when he's making his sort of his grand speech to the people of earth and he's, you know, his voice is booming and he's, you know, talking about how he's, you know, bloodied and beaten their, you know, their greatest hero and all of that. And uh, just, yeah, every, every moment of that is uh, it's just dripping with just sinister, uh, sinister energy and, and, uh, and Mr. Ironside is absolutely uh, a tremendous choice for that role. Um, definitely, as, as we often talk about with, uh, with, with these voice actors, uh, 100% that's the voice you hear in your head when you're, if you're reading a Dark Side uh, comic or anything like that. So absolutely a tremendous job by Mr. Ironside. Now, now that we've covered, uh, I think all of the elements of the on-screen uh, dark side, at least for volume one here, Cal. Before we uh, before we get out of here, we do uh, we will make mention of uh, some of his appearances in the Superman animated series tie-in comic, which of course was called Superman Adventures. Uh, He actually appeared in quite a few uh, issues though. Very rarely was he sort of the main character or the main threat. Usually he's just sort of around in them, sort of the threat looms uh, uh, kind of as I guess, as often he was in the, in the, in the earlier appearances in the series, but Mm -hmm. he appeared in Superman adventures, 21, 28, 41, 53, 65 and 66 with uh, 66 being the final issue of the series. Uh, any, uh, any tie-in comic book adventures uh, featuring Darkseid that stand out to you? <laughs> well, first of all, if I may,
2: may mention, all of these issues are available on the wonderful amazing dc universe app my favorite app that i have (laughs) on my phone just a tremendous way to enjoy dc comics if you're a dc comics fan highly advise you checking out this app it's a wonderful app
1: it sure
2: is (laughs) But yeah, I, uh, speaking of uh, highlights, I did before, just for research, before uh, you know we got on the air, I went back and, and read some of these and skimmed through some of them. And the one that stood out to me, we, we read all of these. We had all of these, I'm pretty sure, when we were growing up. And the one that stuck out to me, which I had, had not I would not have remembered it had, you know, if I had a gun to my head, but <laughs> I remembered it instantly after seeing the cover and then then flipping through the pages, but uh, Superman Adventures number 28 sticks out to me that's a it's an episode or an issue uh, written by the famous Mark Miller. Uh, and uh, penciled by mike manley and inked by terry austin uh, the cover is actually by uh, mr rick birchett and uh, another familiar name terry austin yeah. and uh, marie severin also worked on this one but the reason why this one stands out to me not just the fantastic cover by mr birchett uh, who it's uh it says this is a job for jimmy olsen question <laughs> mark and it's got jimmy olsen doing the shirt reveal with the Superman logo. Standing in front of Calabac, some parademons and the, the dark side statue that was of course the main uh, visible reminder that you are on apocalypse. So we, we get a story called Jimmy versus dark side. And uh, what happens is this is we go through the issue and there's a, (laughs) just a completely out of 1954 Superman story where Superman and Jimmy swap brains or swap bodies there's like a body swap (laughs) that occurs because
1: that old thing
2: calabac comes to earth and has this weapon (laughs) and uses this mind swap thing he then captures jimmy who is superman in jimmy's body and brings him back to apocalypse Darkseid is angry because he feels like he's sort of broken the treaty uh, with the new gods and isn't happy that he's brought superman jimmy to apocalypse and this of course leaves the opposite of course true so back on earth we have superman's body with superman with jimmy olsen's brain in it and jimmy has to be superman and there's of course a a climax (laughs) where the two of them enter you know their two paths cross and superman as jimmy and jimmy as superman have to save the day and it's it's just it's so wacky it's straight out of that sci-fi goofy you know, silver age of comic books or Mm -hmm. golden age of comic books. It just, just, it's so goofy. It's, it would not, it would not play on television as a good, good episode. It would probably be towards the bottom. I don't know if it would be get a zero score from us, but probably, but it's just so goofy and it's, it's a (laughs) lot of fun. And it it brought back good memories of of reading that growing up. So uh, yeah, that was the one that stuck out for me. Uh, What about you? Any of the, uh, any of the other ones stick out for you?
1: So for me, I would probably say uh, it's issue forty-one, which is uh, actually a really fun sort of conceit, which is it's it's 22 pages, and each page is its own story, and uh, and uh, I believe that that uh, that issue was by by Mark uh, by Mark Miller, um, and uh, and yes, it's just one sort of one page of of all of these uh, these sights and sounds of apocalypse so to speak and a voiceover talking about the uh you know all of this grand the grand kingdom of apocalypse that dark side uh, uh ha- has at his disposal but uh, i believe it's the Sad asks him you know and even even though you have all of this already i constantly just see you stare, staring out into space looking upset you know you know, what, you know, what could you possibly, you know, look at all of this around you that you have, look at the glory of the kingdom of apocalypse, and you, it's, it's pretty subtle it's just he could he doesn't even look at the side he's still sort of staring off into space, and you can see an image of Superman on like a monitor behind them and he just simply says it's not enough and uh, and and that's all he says it's a one page story it's a that's a, that that is one of my favorite uh, dcau comics of uh, of any that i think i've ever mm-hmm. read is that that uh, that 22, 22 pages 22 stories uh, uh, issue of superman adventures uh, number 41 so but that that dark side story again just as uh, simple as that is I think is, again, just a, a great uh, encapsulation of that character. So, yeah. Man, who's who I mean, of artists in that in that whole issue, too, really? You got Ty Templeton, mm-hmm.
2: Rick Burkett, Craig, uh, Craig Rousseau. You have Darwin Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. you know amongst a lot of mike manley who was a who is a guy who did a lot of art for that whole entire run
1: mm-hmm.
2: of superman adventures you have really a who's who of of those dcau artists there, all doing single page stories uh that are sort of uh, you know not not necessarily related to one another but are perfectly encapsulated on one page but yeah that one that one i i th- feel like It's I think the story is called The World According to Dark Side or something like Mm -hmm. that. And it's such a it's such a great uh, it it perfectly encapsulates that that character and his motivation and and that motivation of evil of just never being satisfied. He needs more and more and more that greed. Uh, So, yeah, I love that. That's great
1: absolutely cal and uh, as that begins to wrap us up we have one final category that we will touch on Uh, not a lot to talk about in this section but we of course are talking about merchandise and, and in particular action figures and statues uh where again since we we're only focusing on this first volume in superman the animated series we'll stick to specifically superman the animated series branded dark side stuff here So uh, really, we only have two things to talk about. Uh, One action figure and one statue. Am I right?
2: Yeah, I was looking to see. There might be some international some like international fast food toys or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying to, trying to do some, some look-sees here, maybe a hero click or two also mm-hmm. uh, that represents his time that I know hero clicks did a, a, some series based on DCAU properties. Not sure if it was Superman or based on uh, Justice League because there was some kind of mishmashing in between different sets, but yeah, for the most part, we have we have uh, Kenner's Omega Blast Superman, which uh, I only ever remember seeing in stores one time. And it's pretty faithful. I feel like it's a pretty faithful representation of what what it would look like as a Bruce Tim drawing. Didn't quite look like what he looked <laughs> looked like in the show. His pants were very purple, and they painted his uh, his his whole tunic <laughs> black. Uh, so it's it it's a cool looking figure, and it's definitely bigger than than the rest of the superman figures in the in the line but maybe a little bit too big maybe like an in incredible hulk size for my recollection this is one that i've never yeah. actually owned uh very interested in in perhaps uh procuring one in the future but it's not uh not a cheap figure actually so uh, if you're looking to uh, to 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 shell out some some pennies for it, uh, save save them. It's not not too expensive, but not not one that you're going to get on the dollar bin
1: either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think my uh, my memory of this figure is that I don't think I knew it existed until maybe five or six years ago. I think I uh, I you know stumbled across it in eBay or a Google search or something and. Because uh, I was I was aware obviously, and we'll get to that in, the, in future episodes. Uh, you know, he had a few figures in the Justice League lines, but um, yeah, I was not even aware that there was a Superman the Animated Series uh, Dark Side figure. And yeah, that was sort of my note on it too. He's just he's a little too big, and uh, it's a yeah, it's a good looking figure, but doesn't yeah, it doesn't quite capture. It's also squatting. Side. He's like yes.
2: a weird squat going on.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I I yeah, it's like like I said, it's it's impressive that it, they even made a figure that big at the time because I think a lot of the characters, even if they were physically bigger at the time, were sometimes in that kind of line would be a little uh be a little small. I always remember being disappointed in the the killer croc figure at the time, but mm-hmm. uh but uh, for sure yeah it's it's a, it's a nice figure and obviously if you're if you're any kind of completist for for superman the animated series merchandise or anything then you got to ha- have it but uh, yeah it's it's not yeah not even the best DCAU dark side figure to be to say the least but then yeah are really our only other piece of merch other than you mentioned maybe some some international uh, happy meal toys or something like that are we have a a diamond select a uh, statue like a bust statue and i believe it's also a piggy bank
2: yeah i'm seeing i'm seeing it listed as a resin bust and also as a as a bank so i'm not sure if they're two different things because they look <laughs> a little different based on what i'm seeing here one looks like a resin bust both created by diamond select and the other one looks like it could be uh, it could be a bank. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to tell, but I, I do see that it's about six. Uh, the bust at least is about six inches tall. It, it is a bust. It's truly just him from the waist up. Um, He does have the classic sort of Kirby stance for Darkseid, which is another thing that they incorporated in the show several Mm -hmm. times. There's several great shots of him standing there with his arms uh, bent at a 90 degree angle, sort of holding his own wrist behind his back, which is a great sort of feels like a very militaristic stance for a military leader. Uh, in charge of, you know, sort of surveying the scene uh, as, as as the invasion is occurring, or just sort of a an at ease, like not not quite threatened, very cocky <laughs> cocky, assure of oneself that they don't even have to have your hands in front of you. Uh, sort of stance. But yeah, that that from what I'm seeing, it might be the only additional merchandise, which if you have something else that we may have missed, feel free to tweet us at DCAU review or, uh, you know, comment on one of our posts on Instagram at DCAU review, because uh, other than maybe some T-shirts or or stuff like that that you know may have been sold at the Warner Brothers store, there's always that merchandise too that uh, we sleep on occasionally. You never know some of that stuff pops up from time to time. Stuff you never knew existed from the Warner Brothers store. But from what we saw, it's a very limited uh, limited amount of of merchandise out there that featured Superman uh, Darkside from Superman the Animated Series
1: absolutely yeah not as many uh, collectibles as, as one would like for uh, for 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 dark side again being that he was such a a big part of the series but uh, you know still still cool that he he at least has a figure there's there's a lot of i think there's certain superman characters who didn't even get a figure made or at least not a good one so at least he at least he got that far to it but uh yeah as that uh that begins to wrap us up here uh thank you everybody for listening we definitely want to hear feedback on these as always uh we want to know what your favorite dark side moment of these episodes we talked about in volume one here is um and and generally your thoughts on the music on the on the voice acting do you wish we had seen more of him throughout the uh the earlier episodes? should they have teased him out a little bit more before he before he finally showed up would love to hear your feedback on all of that and sort of what your favorite moments are with this character and uh and what we you, you would like to hear next as far as uh spotlight uh character spotlight episodes we're not necessarily doing one every single month but i, I as as Cal and i have talked about uh on and off the air, you know, with, with a, a finite amount of uh, episodes remaining for us to cover, I think you will start to see us work these in a little bit more frequently as uh, as the, the weeks and months and years go on here, so... Uh, having a lot of fun talking with this and it's always fun to reminisce these episodes especially in this case cal episodes that we covered way way back there in uh in the very early days of our podcast just burning through all those supermans uh (laughs) and uh it was it it was definitely fun yeah 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 it's it's rough but uh but yeah it was so it was great uh under this lens of a, a character spotlight on dark side that we got to revisit some of that today
2: Absolutely. Yeah. We love to hear your thoughts too. So we've done, uh, two villains and a and a tweener i guess uh, a, a hero <laughs> that turned into a villain that went back to being a hero or you know that that could have been a villain so uh you know we'd love to hear your suggestions if you're looking at some obviously we're looking for characters that we've already covered uh the bulk of or the, a lot of what they've uh a lot of, the, of their character arc uh, you know throughout so we're not going to and it has to be a character if it's if it's a big character it's not going to be everything in one episode We've already said if you suggest the Joker, it's not going to be it's not going to be a, a full encapsulation of, of that because we'll be here for a couple hours doing that. So uh, if you have some lesser known or smaller characters or, hey, if there's a theme like we mentioned before, you know, maybe some new gods, a new gods episode down the line, uh, we can feature some of these smaller characters and talk about their appearances and some of the tie ins and their, you know, some of their merchandise, then, hey, let us know. We'll, we'll be happy to, to focus on maybe a theme also for special. A spotlight episode but yeah had a lot of fun talking about dark side and uh certainly excited as we get through some of these later justice league unlimited series in the in the future you know covering some of those uh those later appearances of dark side and uh and uh his his everlasting shadow that seemed to cast over the DCAU. So yeah, lots of fun, but Liam, we are actually turning the page because this is the final Saturday of the month. And that means that uh, we're going to be covering something new next month. But before then, I think we have to take a brief trip around the multiverse. What do you say?
1: That is absolutely right. Cal. I love that idea. We are going to be doing an else worlds review next week at, episode 199 uh we've uh, we actually already told told uh said what it, what we're doing on somebody else's podcast but uh yeah so uh we, we do have something kind of big planned for 200 and beyond actually have uh, some fun stuff coming up but we have 199 which we're equally as uh, excited about and uh i don't know if anyone's heard but there's a new batman movie coming out what <laughs> i know i mean you a commercial for it or something but you know what i, yes, I did uh, get
2: little caesars the other day and little <laughs> caesars so that's my, my calzone was in the shape of a bat and i thought that was very strange <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh yes so uh, to, to try to do nothing else but capitalize on uh on on hashtags and and search engine op- optimization we will in fact be covering a, a very uh, apt episode of the batman of the animated 2004 series titled the batman and we will be reviewing the episode R- so uh a fun tie-in there with with the movies, we'll probably try to do something like that. For there's like 18 DC movies coming out this year, so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll have some some opportunities to do some fun stuff and maybe some themed months around certain characters when those films come out. But for for the Batman the movie, we are going to be looking at the Batman the show and their introduction of their version of the Riddler next week. So that should be a lot of fun, Cal. It should be awesome. What's the name of the episode? It is in fact called riddled riddled. There we go. Sorry, you dropped
2: out there. That's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the movie who isn't and uh, certainly excited to cover another another show that's been getting some love. We know that it's it's coming out uh, on getting an HD release, I believe, this year on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So very excited to uh, to give a a, an, a deserving show that doesn't get a whole lot of love. Uh, because of the shadow that that sort of casts over it from from the dcau but (laughs) something that a lot of people have a lot of love for so excited to uh to talk about
1: their very unique spin on the riddler can't wait absolutely cal thank you everybody again for listening whether you do so on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify or perhaps you are listening slash watching on the pod tower youtube channel uh, we thank you and uh, wherever you are listening, if you could uh, make sure you're subscribed to us and if you, uh, the app you're listening to allows you to leave us a review or give us five stars or anything like, we would appreciate the time you take to do that. You can also visit us at dcaureview.com. We have a store up there. You can get yourself a shirt or a mug or something. Help support the pod that way. You can also head to anchor.fm slash dcaureview. That's sort of our main hosting site where you can find all of our episodes but uh, a lot of fun stuff coming up for our podcast as we approach episode 200 but until then I'm Liam and I'm Cal and we'll be back next week with another episode of the DCAE Review Bye bye